0: Welcome to PITCO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front-row view of county government. Hello, listeners. During this episode of PITCO Happenings, we will explore a likely little-known place, but one that is located in every county of Virginia, the Circuit Court Records Room most folks probably associate circuit court with criminal and civil trials and people being sentenced to jail or prison however the circuit court has many other functions with one being the keeper of the records and in the case of pittsylvania county some of those records date back to 1756 to talk to us today about the pittsylvania county records room is circuit court clerk mark scares mark how are you today
1: <laughs> hey, doing good thank you
0: so tell us a little about yourself and how you Came to be a circuit
1: court clerk. Well, Pittsburgh County is my home. I grew up in the Whitmore community. I graduated from Postal High School in 1983. Joined the Army. Four years. Came back to Pittsylvania County. I worked at Danville Police Department. Uh, worked at Times Fiber. Put up insulation. Drove a chicken truck. And uh, got hired with State Police. And, um, my state police career took me to Fairfax County and Bedford County and then I came back home to Pittsburgh County in nineteen ninety five as a trooper. I was trooper here from ninety five to two thousand five and I made special agent with state police. Just friends with H F Haymore for um, all my life or knowing HF my whole life and, I and told he, was. Him he was a circuit court clerk prior to me. He'd been here thirty two years at the end of his term. I ran for clerk and I was fortunate enough to get it and here I am. Now I'm 120 days to retirement.
0: <laughs> yes, you're excited about that. Yes, huh? ma'am. Um, so tell us about the records room and what sort of documents can be found here. And and also, who typically uses the records room?
1: Everybody. It's, it's open to the public. Um, everything's public record, uh, unless it's some sort of court case or juvenile case or something that is sealed. But other than that, everything we do is public record. The deeds date back to 1767, but then we also have a book here that entries were made from 1737. Uh, Pennsylvania County was formed out of Halifax County in 1767. All deeds, maps, land, anything ties into land records in that aspect. We have a what we call, a, I know it as a King's Grant from um, under jo- King George in 1756 that we have found here in a hanging file in its original format. It was signed by Lieutenant Governor Denwitty, and it's granting some land to uh, Mr. Mustang. I forget his first name. But that's kind of been a neat find because we, we found it in a hanging file. And library, the Library of Virginia will give you guidance or give us guidance as clerks as far as the preservation of our records. They are great to work with. They've visited here several times. Um, the staff's absolutely wonderful. They've taken some of our records from 1767 and uh, Chancery files to 1890 and have taken them to Richmond for preservation because in, in this office the, the papers, if you take them apart, they're, they're put together with shoe strings and the paper's very brittle and it, and it just falls apart on you. So things like that. I've um, put in a for grant every year. This last one, I think it's eight books that they've done, and it's about $43,000 uh, grant money. So it's not cheap. But but that's money that, you know, they threw the grant system, so, but you have to apply for it. I've been very fortunate to keep that going.
0: So, in addition to land records, um, what other records could somebody find
1: here? Well, a lot of folks are coming in about the court records as far as criminal or civil, uh, their marriage records. We have a lot of all the marriage records from 1767 forward, if we can read them, we got it. We got pretty good indexes, and sometimes you may be trying to find something that's that's not there. But for the most part, we we have it, and we're one of the courthouses that, knock on wood, we've not had the experience of fire. Uh, fire and water damage would be awful for this office because of all the books and the paperwork marriage records and, of course, divorces. Uh, nowadays, it's the gun permits. It's like a lot of people have gun permits. We usually do about 1940 or 50. One year, we was over 2,000 gun permits within a really? year.
0: In when, one year?
1: Yeah, we, when I first came into the office, uh, I guess the the media kind of drives it. If something happens in the media, uh, some form of shooting, then people get inter- interested in they're like bananas. They'll come in bunches in to get their gun permits. And my first day in office, January of 2016, we received 34 gun permits in one day.
0: What happened in the news that spurred that, that on?
1: The couple of months prior to that, just when they had the shooting of a uh, Channel 7 reporter and the camera person up at the lake.
0: Oh, that's right. So that I remember that. In yeah. that time frame.
1: And so it sparked it. And then the end of 20, I'm going to get my ears and they're going to run together. But when they changed it a couple of years ago to you had to be an in-person class, a lot of people were trying to get in at the end of December. And we had folks lined up to that blue mailbox out front. And the staff, we worked all day receiving gun permits just as hard as we could go. And they were trying to get in before the. Laws changed on that January the first. It had to be in person class, and that was during COVID, oh. and we'd been shut down for two weeks, cause of so many positive tests with COVID. And
0: what are some of the more unusual records that folks may find here?
1: Well, I just had the lady um, interested in the oath of allegiance, the muster roll prior to for the Revolutionary War, and that's 1777. Folks like that are usually trying to get in with. Daughters of the American Revolution, or Sons of the Confederacy, something along those lines. And they had to prove that their ancestors were a part of it. That's that's probably the latest thing is the is muster role for that. that I
0: mean, so they were pledging allegiance to the country and not to
1: King George? Correct.
0: Although yeah. you had the document that uh, was, what, 20 years prior?
1: <laughs> exactly. That the
0: king was granting somebody land? Land,
1: exactly. And then, you know, 20 years later, they're trying to get Separate. Some of the neat things I have found is when you're helping someone search for a deed, is you know, you get back to a certain point and they're the money's still in shilling or pounds, pounds and shilling. Oh, really? Yeah. America. How far
0: back does that go?
1: Well, it's that gets back into that 17, you know, late 1700s before the American dollar was formed. And even into I guess I don't know exactly when, but just finding it in the deeds that, you know, they paid so many pounds and shilling. Uh, Lady Astor. They own property here, and I found, or somebody else had pointed it out to me, when their land transaction from you know early 1900s, Lady Astor owned the property here.
0: Where did she own property
1: at? It was outside of Danville.
0: So, is this a popular spot for genealogists to come?
1: Absolutely.
0: What What are they typically looking for?
1: Usually the great-grandfathers or great-grandmothers, it's usually a great. Uh, Once in a while you get somebody, the older generation they're in, and they're looking for their parents or grandparents, but it usually gets back to the great-grandparents. You know, with ancestry now and historical society here in Chatham and so many different ways to approach it. We've had folks come in, you know, they're passing through from Texas or all of them down the East Coast or they've heard about something or just want to stop and see it for themselves.
0: Now, if you're an African American, you're looking up your history. What kind of documents could you find here? You know, after the Civil War or prior to the Civil War?
1: It's uh, we do have one book. It's a registry of the free Negroes. I'm looking for it. I can't see it right now, but it's on a shelf over beside of you. I know we have that. Um, and and some folks will still come in research their marriage records to see if their great-grandparents' marriage records exist. I
0: should probably tell our listeners that we are sitting in the records room right now, and there are, are stacks and stacks of books and binders full of documents, court records. I guess you could find old Board of Supervisors minutes
1: yes, from do. many,
0: many years ago. We
1: do have those there on the, on the back wall behind you. We have those.
0: Talk some more about this preservation effort with Library of Virginia. Why is that important?
1: Just to just to be able to keep it um, keep it safe, to keep it from deteriorating. They always use that ideal environment, climate control. Um, you know, we just. Then this part of the building was built in 1853. There's only so much they can do as far as controlling the climate in this area. So the thing I've learned from the folks in the Library of Virginia, they can almost look at the paper and tell you what era it was done or written in. Whether it's 1700s, early 1800s, early 1900s, whatever the case may be. The, the paper changed over the years. The handwriting changed over the years. Um, I guess the type of pen they used, so there's a whole wheel pins oh, really? and things like that over the years. So, you know, some of that, and you want to preserve it. So if we send a book out to have it redone, if the page is afraid or coming apart or whatever, they usually, what they call encapsulate, and they're just putting it in plastic to preserve it.
0: I guess some of these documents may be hard to read because of the handwriting. Is there, can you just eventually get used to it, or does it need to be transcribed into a index?
1: You, you probably get used to it at some point. There was a couple of ladies here when I first came into the office from Lynchburg, and they were doing genealogy, and I was trying to help them with it, and I was like, I don't even know how y'all are reading this. Well, one, they had years of experience of doing it, and one of them told me, they said, look for the numbers first and read what's around surrounding the numbers, and she was kind of right.
0: What do you mean look for the numbers first?
1: Just read the numbers first, because it, it may be written, the year of our Lord, 1,000. So it may be, you know, written out instead of the numbers, oh, it's, it's oh. spelled out, those kind of things. So you
0: yeah. can get used to the way they form the letters? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Tell us about some of the more interesting documents here. You mentioned the one with King George. Can you read us what it says in the first sentence?
1: All right. It's um, George the Second, by the grace of God. Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King Defender of the Faith, and to whom all these presents shall come greeting. Know ye, you, know ye, and then after that, there's a couple of words that's missing. can't make out because it's really faded.
0: So I wonder if that was written in England or it was written here.
1: I would say it's probably written here because of Lieutenant Governor Ben oh, that's right, signed yeah. it.
0: Also, when you look in some of these old books, you see names that you know today so it's interesting to see like that muster roll i saw some names that i recognize that people have today i guess that's another interesting component of this room
1: everybody has their own niche or their own interest you know some folks are interested in something along those lines some are more interested in the deeds and land records some are more interested in the marriage license Some want to look at the wheels. You know, some folks want to look at all, anything you can find on that one particular person. Marriage licenses, I think, in probably the early 1800s, it looks more like a certificate. And the way it's printed and the the way it's written is, uh, I think, really neat. So if someone comes in and and they're pretty good, still in pretty good shape, very legible.
0: Well, you mentioned the wills. I guess those would tell you what sort of items people had and Passed down. Yes, ma'am. Can you, if you spent some time in here, could you get a kind of a sense of what life was like back then in Pennsylvania County?
1: I think so. Um,
0: so tell us about this gentleman that came in looking up a record about his his uncle.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, a lot of folks, you know, as far as genealogy and the land and things like that. But he he was looking in the court records in the criminal uh, side of things. And his uncle had committed a crime that received the death penalty back in the 1930s. And because he was sentenced to death from here, his electrocution is recorded in one of our books here from 19... See, the 1936 and 1939, that whatever the fellow's name was, was electrocuted at such and such time, Richmond, Virginia State Prison.
0: Oh, so that was the electric chair.
1: Yes, ma'am. Oh. Yeah. So we, you know, it's a lot of folks think about the deeds and land records, but the criminal records. And, and then, you know, more recently, the lowest lady that was sentenced, the last lady that was put to death on death row was she committed uh, the two murders, had her husband and her stepson killed down here in, toward Keeling.
0: Oh, when was this?
1: Uh, I wanna say ninety eight. I was a trooper here. Oh. I I remember when it happened I was helping run calls with the sheriff's office, but I know it was just on one of the I can't remember the name of the channel, but it was just uh it was just on T V not too long ago. And then the folks at
0: So those records are here? Yes, ma'am. The court records. Yes, ma'am. says so she was tried in Pennsylvania County?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: oh.
1: And sentenced to death and she got the death penalty and she was put to death by, I think she was lethal injection. But the folks that were trying to get the story together, they came in three or four years ago and went through all the court records and they wanted copies, you know, because they're against public record. And they wanted everything that they could have or find as court records. And then they went and talked to the uh, deputies that responded to the scene. And that's, it was part, a segment of one of the crime shows Oh, wow. But I I don't know enough about, uh, you know, what channel it was on or name or anything like that.
0: So there are lots of stories in here, untold and told, and I guess overall, this is quite an interesting place.
1: Yes, ma'am. And then, like, some of the records that was taken back to Richmond for the uh, chancery files, um, you can go on the Library of Virginia's website and search for the Pittsburgh County records, and it's... uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh County. Those records have made uh, the Library of Virginia's publications a couple of times with some of the find, some of the findings.
0: Well, Mark, thank you so much for talking with us today. You've given us a few interesting stories. Maybe it'll pique some folks' interest, and they'll come check out their history or their family's history. Well, thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question. Or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to four three four four eight nine eight seven three nine.